Section 112 of England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 10, England, Scotland, Ireland, and Wales, edited by Eva March Tappan section one hundred and twelve the rebellion of oenglindur fourteen o two to fourteen fifteen by owen roscommel many a victory glindur won in the field he defeated and ruined grey but he was a statesman in war too he made an alliance with the king of france he sent to make alliances with the Scots and the Irish. Once, indeed, he formed such an alliance with part of the English against the usurping Henry that it seemed for a moment as if he must win all that he dreamt of. For one of his generals, Reith Gessin, had defeated Edmund Mortimer in a great battle at Pileth in what is now Radnorshire, capturing Mortimer himself now mortimer's nephew the boy earl of march had a better right to the crown of england than henry had so far as the law went henry therefore kept the boy a prisoner at windsor and was glad enough to hear that mortimer was a prisoner of the terrible glindur while he remained a prisoner mortimer could not try to get the crown of england for his nephew but mortimer had a brother-in-law in the famous hotspur son of earl percy of northumberland and hotspur was not pleased that his wife's brother should remain a prisoner he demanded that king henry should arrange for the ransom of mortimer as he had arranged for the ransom of grey when glindur had captured him henry however refused now henry owed his throne to the help which the percys had given him glindur had from the first kept in touch with percy and spared the mortimer possessions plain proof that from the first he had been planning to use the right of the young earl of march against henry henry's refusal to ransom mortimer was the one thing he wanted he entered into negotiations in earnest with hotspur and mortimer to drive out henry he succeeded with both mortimer not only agreed but married glindur's daughter joan the plan was that the percys should come down from the north and join with mortimer and glindur for a march on london before they started however glindur would have to take the last moment for a fierce campaign against the lord's marchers and the flemings of the south so as to leave cumru secure while he should be gone had the Percys stuck to the plan, it must have succeeded, in all human probability. But it was Hotspur who led the men of the north to join Owen, and Hotspur was ever a hothead. When he reached Cheshire, which Owen harried from first to last, because it was an enemy to Henry, and found him joined by all that county, as well as by the Cymra of the nearest Cantrebs, he thought he was strong enough to pull down Henry single-handed he turned east instead of keeping to the plan and marched to join owen it was the old mistake of luke de tanay over again overconfidence and it had a like result
for henry was too strong and too ready too late hotspur turned back and took up the original plan again henry was too swift for him hotspur reached shrewsbury only to find that henry with an army twice as large as his own was there in the town before him all that bravery could do to retrieve a fatal mistake was done next day in battle but it was done in vain and glendur finishing his work in the south and turning at last to come and meet his ally was met by the news that hotspur had been slain and his army destroyed in one of the bloodiest battles of british history the battle of shrewsbury fourteen o three yet though so much was lost in that mistake of hotspur's glindur never lost heart he had the true hero soul that like a star burns only the brighter the deeper the darkness spreads around it he still fought on still made his power felt still ruled cymru he terrified parliament as no cymric prince had ever terrified it before in fourteen o four parliament granted leave to the people of shropshire to pay him tribute to save themselves in fourteen o eight shrewsbury refused to open its gates to the king's army for fear of him the flemings of divid paid their price to him after he had defeated them and brought fire and sword to their doors countless castles were destroyed to the bitter end he refused to yield it is not known where he died though it is inferred that he died in fourteen sixteen in gwent they say that he did not die they say that he and his men sit sleeping in ogov edinis buckled in their armour their spears leaning against their shoulders their swords across their knees they are waiting till the day comes for them to sally forth and fight for the land again end of section 112 this recording is in the public domain recording by alan mapstone in oxford england